Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Love is Blind podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am Andre. And I am Allie. And we are guiding you through season five of this, I don't know what adjective to use, but all of the feels TV show. Trainwreck? Yeah. Currently? Yeah. Kind of currently. Yeah. So we are now updating you on episode six. Episode six is titled... Going Home. And the description is... What was meant to be a dreamy vacation might be a deal-breaking disaster for one couple. In Houston, meetings with family and friends raise questions. All right, before we dive in scene by scene, thoughts on the episode overall? I mean, we were kind of seeing this going in this direction. I didn't quite think that Taylor was going to make that strong of a move, but I guess it makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the title isn't really, it's not really hiding much, is it? Um, cause if you see going home, it's not, especially with the little screenshot of JP and Taylor arguing, right. it's not as though you're wondering, I wonder who's going home. Well, who could this be? Although, you know, none of the couples seem rock solid, so yeah. it really kind of could be anybody, but yeah. And I'm sure that they thought that all of us would see going home and they're like, oh, their honeymoon is over. So they're right. going home, but mm-hmm. we know better than this. We know. We know. We know this drama-filled show is yeah. into having people go home. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, apparently this season, I mean, this season is not great. <laughs> Coming off the high of season four, where I feel like the show was kind of redeemed from the terrible season three. Um and I mean, for and me, coming back into yeah, coming from the last season of Love Is Blind Brazil, oh yeah, which was wow, you know, like you see the amount of couples that they get and mm-hmm. the longevity mm-hmm. of their couples, um, you know, spoilers, I guess, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is quite a drastic difference to be in the honeymoon with three couples, one of whom, like one of these couples, is not getting along. One of them were maybe iffy on. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's Izzy and Stacy, right. who are just happily just shitting around each other. Doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. Just having a great time. Yeah. I mean, it it is, I feel for the producers because the couple count is low. Couple count is low. It makes me feel, especially when we get to the end of the episode and there's that meeting with Uche and Lee, it makes me feel more so like they're going to get those two back together and i hate that news right but yeah really low couple count and the couples that are there i'm not heavily invested in so right right i don't know houston yeah houston we have a problem and is, i mean we <laughs> houston we do have a problem and is uche and alia in this one or are we spoiling no, the, spoiling no. the next episode no, already oh no we haven't seen the next episode so we can't be spoiling we yet. can't well we kind of started a little bit oh. but it's fine um <laughs> just a little teaser just a little teaser i don't think we started it anyway <laughs> that's for us to find out <laughs> <laughs> and for you to listen to Turning back to the show we begin with stacy and izzy blissed out in bed just talking about their condoms and the, the right. smell. They keep referring to the smell, uh, smells in the room between their armpits yeah. and other things. They keep talking about, you know, we, we had the broken toilet previously. Um, 
there was the, uh, the the episode when they're leaving. They're finally like they're talking about like smelly clothes. They're I guess they're a very olfactory couple. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah, they're in their primal states. I guess she's yeah. clogging up the toilet. They're stinking it up. They're just having a bunch of sex with note the drop to Magnum condoms. Okay, we get it, Izzy. You yeah, have we a big understand, dick. We all get right? it. We get it, Stacy. You're disgusting, and Izzy, you have a big dick. <laughs> all right, <laughs> understood. Okay. Also, and, but to me, that's sort of like, maybe that's sincere from Stacy. Maybe it's also like, I'm just like a relatable hot chick, you know? I, I think they're, I think they're weirdly really cute. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into their, their energy. Yeah. I do wonder there was in the pods that one scene where Izzy was wanting Stacy to be more vulnerable and they had that awkwardness and maybe that is turning out to be nothing, mm-hmm. but I do wonder if that will come back after the honeymoon period is over quite literally right right but perfect couple to taylor and jp who continue to be bored af with each other yeah they literally we just cut to taylor and jp for three seconds where taylor goes i'm not talking you can talk and then we're like all right, I okay. guess that's all we have cool. from then. We're going to go Let's up to Lydia. sum that up. <laughs> off to Lydia. If you forgot that scene, it's because it was about two seconds long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then we jump over to Lydia and Milton deciding what to wear. Lydia wants to match. Milton doesn't want to match. Yeah. This is... Look, I... I, for one, am totally cool with somebody saying, like, I'd, I'd like to match with you. Can you wear this? And taking it to an, into consideration a little bit. He just never, he, he's just going to like, nope, not going to do not it. Gonna be a don't, thing. don't, I don't care. I don't I mean, care what you think. Person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I, this doesn't seem like a real fight to me. It's, it's not. A, it's, it's a not little a, bit of like, you know, Lydia doing a little bit of a bid for connection and mm-hmm. Milton kind of shutting it down, but it right. doesn't seem. Yeah. It doesn't seem like either one of them is really that upset about it. It's more just like, a, this kind of sucks, but that's yeah. it, you know? And they we, seem to, on the whole, be getting along pretty well. Yeah, and we do see another scene of Milton throwing Lydia into something. In this case, the yeah. bed, as in the previous episode, he slams her into the pool. Yeah, yeah. Then we return to... JP and Taylor, who are doing a little, uh, you know, off-roading mm-hmm. ATV action, which seems to, you know, at least briefly bring them together, which I guess, yeah. you know, the moment you have something else to focus on and not the relationship, totally. there's that. Totally. But, of course, the moment you get to conversation and... It's back to awful. Yeah. 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 He is very quiet, and she is really fixated on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's helping the situation by like, now she's, now she's in a ruminative cycle about it. Like he won't talk, he won't talk. And so he's feeling more like, okay, I don't like this energy. I'm going to shut down more. And she's, you know, it's just, again, that pursue a distancer. We, we know it so well. It's more, which one are you? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's becoming quite a dynamic. I think if she could just take some space or something it might be helpful but at the same time i understand that you have basically 20 minutes to get to know this person before you're gonna marry them yeah so i understand not wanting to take space and figure that out but i do think that would have been helpful for them and we do get a sort of a a sort of early version of this 
sort of, I guess, reasoning that JP is later going to use, where he's like, you should show your fle- freckles more. You, He starts to kind of talk to, oh. to her about her looks. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I have lots to say about that once we get to yes, it. But um, you had some good commentary on that But one. right now, it, you know, there, one thing to note is when, when Taylor asks JP, like, how are you feeling? And he answers sweaty. That, to me, is the, the epitome of the kinds of conversation they're having where he's refusing to actually say how he's feeling internally. And instead, he's just kind of like, I feel fine. I feel hot. Yeah. I'm sweaty. And cold. Yeah, I mean, don't get me um, wrong. JP would drive me crazy, but like, <laughs> I don't think I would have gone for JP in the first place. So I don't know. I mean, I can't put myself in Taylor's shoes, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's there's we're seeing we're seeing more and more cracks forming yeah. in them. I mean, Taylor's with... kind of like a boisterous, like twenty five year old. Like I just you know, there's been scenes of her back in their lodgings or whatever that are not really lodgings where she's just like playing around and she's kind of playful and loose and jp's not and yeah it's it's showing it's i showing. mean look as stacy said jp is a good old boy yeah and uh he is he i think he's just maybe a little bit i mean weirdly i was gonna say more conservative but at the same time like i don't know i i feel like th- i feel like on paper these these two should have gotten along and we, we i think we, most people thought that they would get yes. along based on their interaction in the pods yes and the way they're presented episodes one to four but again it's like a 180 between yeah. episodes four and five so thank you editors couples Once yeah again. i feel i can't trust anything on this show yeah. <laughs> and we then move on to uh, Stacy and Izzy. Uh, mm-hmm. They're about to go mini golfing, and uh, you know they uh, we <laughs> we get. Stacy's li- wearing some <laughs> um very loud pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm in. I'm I'm oddly into them too. You know, mm. girls got good fashion. Yeah. She does, and we we definitely get. I think this may be the first time she begins referring to Izzy as daddy, which oh, she yes. does maybe like three or four times throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. we're certainly getting a glimpse into definitely their got bedroom her time. Attention peaked. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder though. They clearly have a good sexual dynamic, and I wonder how much that is making that challenge with being vulnerable and open with each other not so present. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that that's going to be... I mean, this, that's the kind of thing that probably is going to maybe cause issues for them later down in mm-hmm. the relationship. The fact that they haven't been able to do a whole lot of uh, vulnerability, uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. opening to each other. But mm-hmm. because Stacy always seemed to be focusing on adventure and fun, fun and, and... sex and... Yeah. Yeah. She's not comfortable with being seen. Yeah. You know, she's got a very good, you know, fun girl facade that she's really leaning heavily into. And I wonder, I wonder how that will shake out, you know? Yeah. Also, okay. Can we talk for real about just sweating? Because I'm a, I'm a sweaty guy. There's no, <laughs> there's no hiding that. There's really just no way to hide that. And it seems to be, uh, this happens in every single season constantly happening that the guys are always sweaty and the women are always like you're so sweaty and the guys are like yeah because it's hot (laughs) (laughs) see is this a thing are guys just constantly very very sweaty baby i mean you really notice your own sweatiness so it's funny to me that like we're (laughs) we're both 
naturally oriented towards the things that are important to us. I'm like, check out those pants. And what about those clear shoes? Because I like fashion. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. you're like, sweaty guys, man. Everybody's paying attention to this. And I'm like, I have well, no recollection of them talking about being sweaty well, until this moment right commenting now. commenting on it constantly. Like, when well, they uh, meet together, every time they do like the big reveal. They're wearing clothes constantly. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, when they, when they first do the reveals, the guys are always sweating and the women are always kind of like well, you're so sweaty and they're like yeah i'm real nervous or like yeah i'm wearing a suit and it's like hawaii yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck yeah 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 it's just funny it doesn't really register for me but yeah. um anyway they have their you know very sexually charged conversation mini golfing then mm-hmm. we move back over to lydia and milton who are having a nice meal seeming happy seeming happy a little bit of tension coming through of just like nothing big nothing you could really put your finger on but these little like nips here and there you know and then also some good stuff like them talking about their education but yeah there's a little bit of like a challenge dynamic for me there is a little bit of yeah there's a little bit of a challenge and milton kind of like is getting into like ribbing Mm -hmm. lydia a little bit which like to a certain extent i get you know it's one thing to be doing that like from time to time to be cute, but he just like doesn't back down. Like she'll mm-hmm. be like, I'm hilarious. And he's like, no, you're not. And she's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, no, you're not. Yeah, As opposed like, to then going, yeah, you're, you're pretty funny. Right. Yeah. Which would, which would feel better. I think that all feels yeah. better. <laughs> I wonder if he's feeling insecure because she's so conscious of the age thing that he has to be ribbing her to kind of be asserting himself yeah very know? possibly um again he's 24 so then we cut back to well we have Jamie. a brief scene we have a brief scene of stacy and izzy just like getting down yeah all right we get it you guys we, have great sex okay, we get, it, we get it and then we get to the, the meat <laughs> of speaking of great sex <laughs> or more likely the opposite the of. opposite we get to uh jp and taylor having you know i think this is the the defining conversation mm-hmm. right here um Oh, yes. This conversation. This conversation. This conversation, which to recap for the listeners, this is the conversation where Taylor is like, what happened? You and I were totally good. And then you saw me and things have been different. And JP is really, you know, doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything, Put tries to put it on her. You're making it awkward. And then he just sort of comes out and says, you had too much makeup on. You looked mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. And Taylor's like, you can go F yourself. All right. Yeah. Your thoughts. I mean, my thoughts, I think, look, I, I have not been shy about saying that I don't think JP has great emotional intelligence. And I, I think that he, I mean, part of that just comes down from the fact that he doesn't seem to be able to express how he's feeling on a routine basis right mm-hmm. so we get a number of different sets uh, you know s- scenes in the past where taylor's asking him how he's feeling and he's just not able to really communicate that beyond that i'm fine or this is awkward or you know and he seems to have done the bare minimum level of work in terms of trying to figure out what's going on by just essentially kind of thinking back to like when i first saw her and when things got awkward and latching on to one thing and then naming that thing as the reason for why he's being 
awkward and distant. Mm-hmm. So he, he latches onto the fact that she had too much makeup on, mm-hmm. which I think might have been a thing he noticed. It might have been a thing that maybe even bothered him for some reason. Um, I, again, I, there are many, many other ways that this could have gone. But the problem is, is that he says, you had too much makeup on, therefore, I became distant and awkward towards you. And I don't think that those things are related. I think right. they happen to have happened maybe at the same time. I think maybe he didn't feel as instantly attracted to her. Maybe he has a hard time, you know, making the transition from speaking to somebody who he's not seeing to somebody who he is seeing and being emotionally vulnerable in the way that he was when he felt like he was alone in a room talking to a disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that he's distant has nothing to do mm-hmm. with with how much makeup she was wearing or any of those things. I think, yeah, I think those th- two things just happen to happen at the same time. And his, you know, like his analysis of the situation was, okay, these two things happened at the same time. Therefore, one must have caused the other. Mm-hmm. And I think I, he's missing the point. He's He's not only that, but he's then like, digging into her about this thing in a way that's like aggressive and mean mm-hmm. and it, it like he's kind of like harping on it because he's like giving like he's now naming it as the reason mm-hmm. for the breakdown of their relationship so he has he's em- emotionally investing a lot of like a lot of um importance into right. that decision of hers to wear makeup right which is wild i mean for, first of all it, it's 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 crazy to to comment on somebody's look in that way and blame it for the breakdown of a relationship in the way that he does but the uh, aggressiveness to do it with somebody that you've just met essentially just days earlier mm-hmm. to me is yeah he is he's just he needs some therapy is really what it comes I down know, to get it to a therapist get thee to a therapist jp yeah you had a way of summarizing it when we were watching that was this is a man with low eq desperately trying to figure out what his emotions mean yeah and i thought that was a good take on it i think i think he does double down in the conversation because it it's like a self-righteous feeling that's coming mm-hmm. over him where mm-hmm. he's like this isn't my fault this isn't this is something you did and yeah. that feels yeah. you know we all know that blame feels better than accountability and so yeah it's very very much easier for him to be putting it on her and then being like and then trying to say like well it's you shouldn't be upset because i like you more without makeup most women would love to hear that oh totally God. ignoring the fact that he just criticized her and shamed her and said something that makes no sense what forever whatsoever and is not being at all accountable for the fact that he completely shut down i mean Right. Like, you know, in couples counseling, they always talk about, like, it's not about the dishes, really. It's about, like, the emotions surrounding the dishes. Mm -hmm. It's not about the makeup. It's about everything else that's surrounding this dynamic. And the makeup is a neutral enough thing that he he can land on it, at least in his mind. For her, she's already pretty done with him. And she's, like... 
I think she's kind of hearing it as maybe it really is the makeup that, and if this is the makeup, this is overly punitive and bananas, which is absolutely accurate. Yeah, I mean she, you know, the, so she does at one point because she steps away and then comes come comes back to bed and is makes kind of an overture to be like, okay, we had a real connection. I want to make make like work through this, and he's just kind of like, nope, this is the one thing. This is about the amount of work that I'm willing to do to figure out what's going on. Right. <laughs> and I've decided that it's your makeup and you know she makes a good point which is like so you saw me in makeup and that made you forget how to communicate like mm-hmm. it's it's a wild take right. and it's he yeah especially uh, especially since she points out at one point she's like I haven't even worn much makeup since we came on this honeymoon uh-huh. Uh-huh. so if that was a better. thing then that should have stopped being a thing yeah we're looking at a man who's completely shut down yeah <laughs> And again, right? How could we expect him to be any way else? He's never learned that that's like a thing that's okay to be. So I, you know, again, seems like a good guy, probably very loyal, probably very dedicated to the people that are close in his life, but just needs to work on himself, you know? And if he did, it'd be great. But Taylor leaves... Taylor leaves. We get a, they get they get a little hug. I I was commenting on the fact that JP seems to one especially one around Taylor, but I, I, I'm guessing it's around everybody. Always kind of has this like constant little smile on his mm-hmm. face, which I think is a little bit of a defense mechanism to be like I'm okay. I'm it. I'm all right. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm being friendly. Guy. I'm just I'm just being friendly. I'm not upset. You're upset. But then the moment that Taylor leaves for the first time ever, you kind of see that drop and he's like sitting in bed and he's just like, just serious face for the first time. And he's like, yeah, not uh, kind of like finally some stuff singing into him. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm honest, if, you know, at some point in the future, probably past some therapy or at least some helpful conversations with people that he knows, I'm hoping that he's going to realize that he kind of fucked up here maybe um one can only hope yeah i mean i certainly don't think he feels great (laughs) even right now yeah yeah but she leaves making me wonder like do they have extra rooms for them (laughs) i mean i'm I'm sure that the the production staff can just be like oh yeah we'll 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 get you a room i guess yeah yeah but here we go back to stacy and izzy continuing to be fun and sexy and oh my gosh we're so smelly we're so smelly you have to do all this laundry when you get home because yeah super nre super nre vibes over at stacy and his town Mm -hmm. um and yeah more talking about being smelly we're just like "Uh uh-huh like you I, i don't know i feel like i've been there where it's sort of like oh we're sort of leaning into how comfortable and gross we are around each other it's so playful but it's different mm-hmm. from like actual vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot back to Lydia and Milton, who are just continuing to have that dynamic of age. Which, man, I really hope that the editor- editors chose all of the age scenes and put them into this show to form a story. If it was really like days and days of just talking about their age dynamic, just constantly. That would be so boring. It, it is yeah. something to keep in mind is the fact that they have hours and hours and hours of footage for every single one of these couples. And they're very specifically choosing scenes that are trying to, spa- you know, right. give a to particular a narrative. Right. Yeah. So the fact that they're choosing 
you know, to talk about, show things where they're talking about their age could be obviously an indication of the fact that they're talking about it a lot or the fact that they're trying to like point out like this is the thing that's going wrong right. or this is the thing that that's kind of coming between them or yes. this is the difficulty that they're having. Um, so. And yeah. Anyway, they talk about that. Then we come to JP and Taylor the morning after where JP's like, I want to make it work. And Taylor's like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And she, she, she looks mad. She is done. And I, it's, it's interesting because JP kind of comes in being like, I want to make it work, but he has no ideas about how to make it work. Right. He just wants to get back to it being good. And we just be okay again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he, he, he thinks he's doing this great thing by kind of like asking her questions at the end, which is like, okay, can, can you talk again? But she seems to like mishear him like two or three times because he keeps having to repeat it. And I think that really what's happening is that in her head, she's just kind of going over the thing that she's about to say, which is I'm ending this. Um, so I think she was just kind of waiting for him to stop speaking to a certain extent so that she can just say the thing that she came there to say. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think that, that she's, she's probably like nervous and like wanting to like, you know, do the thing that she's like decided. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of her decision? I, I mean, look, based on how he's been acting good on her, like certainly not. <laughs> this is certainly not the dynamic that you want a, a few weeks before you're getting married to somebody right. um, is a dynamic that seems to have no break in sight. So it's, you know, it's one thing to have like a shift in the, the energy between a couple. It's one thing to, to go through difficulties and then like work through them. But this one doesn't like, I don't, I don't see anything coming from JP that would give me an idea of like, Oh yeah, they're, they're going to work this out. This is going to mm-hmm. get better. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I completely agree with everything that you were saying. I think it is the right call. I was impressed that she made the call. Like, I don't think that she would be getting married for sure. But I was also so thinking just for the sake of continuing on the show Mm -hmm. that she wouldn't be doing that. And also the fact that there's so few couples that made me think that the producers would have been saying you should not break up with them. So sure. even yeah. with that stress and pressure, I feel like it showed a lot of uh, character for her and integrity that she's like, no, I deserve more than this. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of external pressure that you're on the show to get married, probably a certain amount of embarrassment. If it yeah. doesn't work out, you're on TV. So I, yeah, props to you, Taylor. This isn't—he's not the one, you know. Yeah, yeah, and or the, or the multiple ones if you don't subscribe to the one. But he's not someone you should be marrying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the when she, I think the 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 thing that she says that hit me the hardest was that she just feels uncomfortable around mm-hmm. him, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, 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 that's that that can't be someone that you are deciding you're gonna like spend the rest of your life with if you're uncomfortable being right. together right that i mean that just that sounds hard yeah it does sound um, hard it certainly doesn't sound like you know we're, <laughs> we're deeply in love and are committing mm-hmm. to each other for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. um so that's it leaving us i remember after we saw this we were like do we have just two couples left yeah and uh yeah 
I've never seen that. It was just really not a lot of chemistry. And I got, you know, yeah. I've heard that in some seasons they have too many couples to show. This season feels like not only was that not the case, but we're getting like the B-roll couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, couples that maybe they wouldn't have included on past seasons. Yeah. Can I also, this is a complete side and not a useful commentary at all. Well, then please don't hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) In, In this scene, whoever... Whoever was like doing the set uh, the set deck decided really actively that these two were going to throughout this conversation be incredibly hungry because there's like a plate uh-huh. with so many slices of fruit. Oh, that fruit plate looks really good though. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fantastic, but they're just kind of like, can we get them like? Can, can there be like five different fruit and like a lot of them, like yes. a lot of it, oh, like that an, tropical it, fruit? And yeah, I was eyeballing that fruit plate too. I would have rather marry that fruit plate than JP. Yeah, they have like a you know they have some orange. Yeah, and I mean I get presumably it's just like this is just breakfast, but I I just thought it was like inc- shooting <laughs> the closing scene is <laughs> the ring right by the fruit right plate. by the fruit. Like the camera just pans down. And it's like there's the ring, but oh look at all the fruit. It would only be better if he just goes and like picks up a piece of fruit right now. Like oh at least I. Have have this at least, least I have, have you at least i have you guava <laughs> wait or papaya oh that tropical papaya yeah man yeah oh, should we be going should we be going on love is blind <laughs> so we can get just so we can get papaya. some fruit <laughs> answer yes but yeah, yeah she leaves and so we have these two remaining couples and yeah, yeah, we then come to Vanessa and Nick talking about going back home, which, which by the way, like, am I the only one that thinks that Vanessa and Nick maybe borderline hate each other? <laughs> I Look, it's very unclear. <laughs> so tense between them all the time. Their the body co- language is so stiff around each other. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're hosts. They're they're hosting. They're they're not there to be a couple. They're there to be hosting. <laughs> but Kleber and Toledo, or no, Kleber and uh, Camila from Love is Blind Brazil, I like their chemistry. They do have good chemistry. Vanessa yeah, and Nick, right. I'm like, oh, I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I do want to say one last thing about the Taylor and JP thing, which is that Taylor says, um, I could have spent all the rest of my life in the pods talking to JP, which is what a wild comment. What a wild thing to just be like, yeah, we were like in the pods that that would have been my husband right there. I believe it. That's a lot of, uh, you know. Yeah. And so. Long distance relationships don't work when you're closer together. There's, there's. Maybe not the exact same dynamic, but there's dynamics like that that you see. Um, we return to Stacy and Izzy, who are just being romantic and cutesy with each other. I mean, they do seem to have a genuine connection. My only concern about them is how deep is that connection and how much is that lack of depth not feeling as important as it will later become because they're distracted by what apparently is their fire sex. Yeah. I like the fact that she says that she likes flowers, but that they shouldn't be very colorful, which I was like, yeah, what a thing to think. You know, you think flowers, you think not very colorful, right? right? Yeah. (laughs) Just like a white lily. Just not, not, don't think about flowers as the very definition of bright colors in our world, but just... (laughs) 
But those neutral flowers. <laughs> those neutral color flowers. You know, those beige ones. Yeah, all those beige. I can't think of, think of a single beige flower. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. Coming we have back to Milton and Lydia, Milton. which we're going to see a lot of them because, again, these are the only two couples left. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have Milton who wants to eat at, while sitting on a counter, which you yeah, really saw yourself in. Dynamic. Yeah, which um, I love sitting on a counter. So, you know, it's just they're just more of that nitpicking at each other that I have to say I called it mm-hmm. back when they were in the pods. I was like, you know, they're going to get together, but it will start to be these little jabs here and there. And right. Just lead to something. And like, girl, I am good. Like, I called this. Okay. Yeah. And then Milton kind of yeah. drops this bomb that he's going to be working nights yes. for four nights a week, which is going to essentially oh, mean that they don't see each other, yes. which is, it's a huge bummer, especially in the context of this quote unquote experiment, because it's really going to make it so that they're not really spending that much time mm-hmm. together. And I think the whole point here is that they're spending a lot of concentrated time together so that they can figure each other out faster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... uh, Lydia's bummed, but understanding, which, you know... Again, Lydia uh, Lydia completely different from the Lydia we saw episodes one through four. Pretty calm and reasonable and relaxed and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... We're seeing a scene now between Izzy and Stacy... Just, yeah, essentially kind of first exp- the expressing how their their families are going to affect the way their relationship is kind of moving forward mm-hmm. um, because they're they're talking about how they're, you know, afraid that they're going to get their, you know, Izzy is afraid that he's going to get or I think it's his mom, I think, is afraid that he's going to get his heart broken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, we're, we're seeing these early, like, we should probably have some vulnerable talks. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I like that they had that conversation. Yeah. Because Izzy's got a lot of, I think he ultimately does want that. I mean, he did have that connection with Johnny. He's got the whole, you know, Jehovah's Witness background. Right. Where he is feeling, it sounds like he felt like he had all of this feeling inside and know for it, for it to go. So I think... For him, for real, he does need to emotionally connect to somebody to right. be truly happy. But then we come back to Lydia and Milton. Which, by the way, I, I'm now realizing this is going to be happening a lot, which is we're bouncing between these two couples because, because these are the, the two, two couples. couples. Um, but we go to Milton's place, uh, which is uh, how much of a, a, a recently graduated, yes. <laughs> like just boys apartment yes. with playboys and stacks of ones for the strip club which milton is like it is for this trip it is, yeah it is for the strip club <laughs> A yeah dicey scene where lydia is looking at his microscope and he's like do not touch he that and she's sort of being playful freaks and he's out. like really do not touch that also he kind of like in that moment he kind of like treats her like she doesn't know what she's doing and i'm like hold on a second you're both scientists like you're you both have studied this she probably knows how to use this i get that you're like afraid that she's going to break a, a piece of equipment that's maybe not in its best no, she was form afraid she was going to change the settings yeah but also yeah. that that the 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 microscope itself is old and yeah. kind of falling apart and he's afraid that it, like she's going to move a knob that normally is supposed to move one way but she doesn't know that it's broken and 
So, um, yeah, it's, you know, a little, a little weird tension about, hey, it's, it's my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. Hey. Yeah, I mean, Lydia kind of pushes him on it, which I'm sure doesn't help. But at the end of the day, she is respectful of, right. you know, it could have been really bad if she was like, playfully touch it. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been really upsetting. And but, then- yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of... Because it's just the two of these couples, I'm gonna kind of speed us along a little bit. I mean, we do get we do get the the conversation about the rugs mm-hmm. that she doesn't want, and she's like rugs. wants to give them immediately away to her or to uh, Milton's friend, who, by the way, I think does a wonderful job talking about why he thinks Milton loves her. And just from Milton's reaction, I'm like, has Milton actually said these things to you? Or are you being incredibly articulate in expressing something that Milton might have like half expressed to you? Because he's like, I think you're going to make Milton a better person and like help him, you know, achieve things in life. And he's just kind of like, Milton's just kind of like nodding his head like, yeah, I would say that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the roommate is pretty awesome. And ultimately saves the dynamic because Lydia, throughout the whole apartment thing, is like, I'm trying to be cool with this, but holy shit, it's becoming more and more apparent to me mm-hmm. how very young you truly are. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really, you know, God, have I made the worst decision of my life? And then the roommate comes in who's like, by the way, I love this roommate. I will hope he's on another season. Yeah. Um. And he's like, no, Milton really is a good guy. He's really mature. He's really all of this stuff. And Lydia's like, you know what? Yeah, that's why I'm on a show that invites us to look uh, beyond the surface, you know? Right. Speaking of homecomings, we shoot over to, uh, of course, (laughs) Stacy and Izzy, Izzy. Um, the only other couple. Um, Well, we're getting this early view of... Um, Izzy maybe kind of realizing that, well, I mean, Stacy looks like she's pretty doing pretty well in terms of, you know, money and like her, her home is quite large and she seems to be accustomed to a particular lifestyle because he, mm-hmm. he kind of, he seems to be kind of noticing that, especially towards the end, kind of being like, oh, okay, well, this is, this might not be the thing that I'm going to be able to like contribute to as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know they're getting the tour. She's he's seeing all of her clothes, and um, we have a little bit of a, a, money, a talk, money talk. Yeah, a money talk where where I think the, the really the, tough to talk about. Yeah, but yeah. I think they also kind of talk over each other at one point because I think she, she mentioned something like, "I want you to pay for dinners all the time," and he's kind of like, "Oh, I thought it was going to be like fifty 50 And I think that from her perspective, it was more like a a gesture. Mm-hmm. Of like, I think she's, you know, maybe wanting to fit more into those heteronormative roles of like the man pays for dinner type of a situation um, and feeling that she's not like covering everything. But he takes it in a very strange way. And he's just kind of like, oh, I, I didn't realize that that's what you were looking for. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, money, money talk, uh, which is, to be fair, good conversation to be having this early on, especially, yeah. um, Yeah, props to them for having it. I I mean, I think she seems to have come from money. Mm -hmm. Because what is she, an operations manager? Operations manager. Yeah, it doesn't seem like... It depends on what the operations are. I don't know. We don't know. I mean, she has a nice house and everything, but he's an insurance agent. I would have thought those would be comparable, I Mm. guess, but I don't know. Um, 
I guess maybe insurance agent is on commission or something in this variable. But anyway, he seems to be having a tough time or it could just be awkward to talk about money. I mean, a lot of us have questionable relationships with money and there's so much shame and everything like, is he a man? Like what, you know, there's so much about money that's not about actual currency. Mm -hmm. And that is all coming up when they're talking about it. And yeah, it's, you know, it's good for them to have the conversation. She wants a guy that she says isn't going to take advantage of her when it comes to money, which apparently is something that's happened before. So I get it. But the conversation goes not, you know, wonderfully, but it's also not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... um, I think it goes about as well as an initial money conversation can go. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that... I think that by the end of it, they come to a little bit of a a neutral ground Mm -hmm. as opposed to where they maybe started off. Mm -hmm. But Um, then the closer of the ep... Yeah, the closer of the ep is Uche arriving to Aaliyah, waiting for him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, to your point, I thought this was the beginning of the next episode, but this is um, this is how this episode kind of ends with Aaliyah essentially saying, hey, I, I think I fucked up in leaving. Mm-hmm. And that she feels that she has this strong connection with Uche and doesn't really want anybody else. Um, And Uche, I think, I'm not sure, obviously at the end of this episode, I don't think we're supposed to really know what's in um, Uche's heart because he's just kind of like taking it all in and not, not really saying anything, just kind of like listening to this. And I think he's looking for maybe an apology. I don't know what he's looking for, but it's, um, it's a tense situation that ends this episode, Mm -hmm. you know, with the two of them just Mm -hmm. talking. Um, they're obviously going to get back together. I hate that that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, there will be plenty to talk about, but yeah, she's once again in a position where she's begging for him, which is, their dynamic very, very frequently. Right. She's always wrong. He's always right. She's small. He's big. (laughs) People, this is toxic dynamic. If, if you know relationships like this, if you are in a relationship like this, look at it. You know, this is not, there's no way it feels good to be a Leah in this relationship. Yeah, and that's the thing with all of this editing is that you can, all we're seeing is what they've chosen to show us, right? So uh, there's that's that's happened many times, if I'm honest, where you see a couple getting along and you're like, based on what I've seen, I don't know if you two should be getting along, you know? Yeah. And we don't know what conversations have really brought them together. Uh, if it is just the it's conversations true. that we've seen, then mm, that's not great. Mm-hmm. But... um yeah. So that brings All us right. to the end of episode six. And we will check back in at episode seven, which I guess we have to watch, even though it's going to be nice to see you, Jane Leah, more. But, you know, for you, for you, our 
our faithful listeners. So faithful. I would fly to the moon. Yes. I would, you know, buy you a beige flower. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in, everyone. Uh, you know, follow us. Rate us five stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends about Sponsor this. Sponsor us. Sp- Sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back with episode seven soon. All right. Bye. Bye.